Hello, folks. It's uh, Toby Morrell here. And uh, this episode is going to be a little different. You see, we recorded an episode, but uh, we're not going to put it out because uh, <laughs> it was a music draft about the worst people we've ever toured with <laughs> i'll leave it there it got a little mean so we felt a little weird about it you know what i mean anyway so this episode now what you're about to hear is the cta from something uh that we are not going to ever let out but you will get to hear the cta which is informative and uh funny and then you're going to get to listen to an episode of Sex 101. It's my other podcast with Dr. Stormy. And it is awesome. This is about sex positions. And you need those. I mean, imagine if the world didn't have a didn't have sex positions. <laughs> the world would be so bad without sex positions. Like, I mean, it would be really bad. We have a 130-year-old man as our president in the United States of America. There's a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. I don't know. Nobody's talked about it in uh, months. M-U-N-C-E. Anyway, I'm having a good time. I just kind of want to keep chatting with you guys. <laughs> but we need to get to the CTA and the episode of Sex 101 about sex positions. You're going to love it. So, without further ado, here's the podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Oh, yeah, Mark. What's the most go-to? What's the most? What's the most? used accent to say hello it has to be british right hello, hello, hello. mate no it, australian australian yeah. more than british hello mate hello mate hello, every accent mate. i tried descends into indian eventually <laughs> it all Mine goes all go australian yeah <laughs> oh man it's been a while since we podcasted guys yeah it has I been know. a couple it weeks feels, yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's been a bit we got a lot going on too Yes, we do. So, we we'll, we'll, yeah, let's get right out of the gate here. So next Thursday, we're going to start a little a little tour uh, in shallow seas. We sail. That would be this well, actually, Thursday. This, this Tuesday. This Thursday. This Thursday. Well, this Friday. Well, Friday's the first. Oh yeah, show I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Week. Yes, this. <laughs> we're Thursday. way off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yeah. No, our first show is Friday. So we're leaving Thursday. Yeah. Our first show is this yes. Friday. Um, it July will be 21st, <laughs> July 21st yeah, in Nashville, Tennessee, July 20, oh, July 22nd, which by the way, guys, I don't know if you know this or not. That's my birthday, July 22nd. That's my wow. birthday. So uh, it is in Birmingham, Alabama at Saturn. We get to party in that upstairs party room. Oh my goodness. I'm going to some... stay there. Why don't they let us stay there? It's an Airbnb, isn't it? Didn't they have bedrooms? Probably one. Yeah. It has yeah. beds in, in Birmingham. Yeah. Let's ask them. We can ask them. I bet we could 
pay a little something. Hey, there was a cool venue in Mo- in uh, Mobile y'all should do that had a similar situation. Oh, yeah? I'll send it to you, yeah. They had a, a apartment upstairs. They let us stay. That's cool. Nice. Well, well, we're we going to sell enough tickets to Mobile. But I don't know. Last time we played there was good. Yeah. It was you fun. Know, I, I mean, Anthony Burton doesn't sell anything. Last time we played we there, a- we played there, right? At that time, that band had that reunion show, Toby. Yeah, Isn't that, that was right? fun. Yeah. That was one of the most fun times I've ever. I always have fun down there. But, Mo- I mean, Mo- that was, was one of the times I got super drunk in my recent <laughs> multi-year yeah. memory, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, we got hammered on that one. That was really sure. fun. Well, maybe we can experience the same in Birmingham this time. Uh, and not. then Atlanta, jo- Atlanta, Georgia, the Masquerade on July 23rd, 23rd 25th, Damn. Tampa, 26th, Orlando, 27th, Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia. 20- that is a run, bro. 28th, 29th is for lovers. Yo. OBX. God damn. Outer Banks. This is that's that gonna one's going to be something. something. That one's going to be something. And then July 30th, Asheville. We're going to be back up in Asheville. The Great Eagle. Never played there before. Yeah, kind of a, yeah I don't know Great looking Eagle. Looking forward to it. I went yeah. and looked at the, all those tour dates because I was curious where we are going because I saw in the text thread y'all mentioned it. And I actually felt sad that I didn't that get to go. That I don't get to go. Really? Yeah. On the whole tour. Yeah. I was that's like, I haven't run. wanted to go on a run like that. I mean, think how much fun we would have. Mm-hmm. Nashville, Atlanta, Birmingham, Florida, baby. Oh, yeah. Orlando yeah. on a Friday night. Hell yeah. fucking yeah. yeah. We're My in Orlando God. on a Friday night. I think no, you are. No, oh, you're not? Okay. I think it's like a, I think it's a Wednesday maybe night. A Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, or Orlando on a Wednesday, Wednesday. night. Orlando on a night. Saturday. On you go to Street. another realm. On Orange It's another, it's another planet. Yeah. Orlando on You're Saturday another night realm is another entirely. planet. <laughs> wow. They make you play at 5 o'clock. So fun. Just <laughs> if you go to Orlando partying. on a Saturday night, it becomes a, a scene from planet Earth. This yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> You're part of a herd of something that, uh, that happens. Different. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. You just all the clubs and everybody's just become part of the flow. It's just like yeah. golly, this is so fun. And we're gonna be playing with some cool bands too. We're playing with Slow Joy, who we recently uh, got connected with Esteban. Yeah, he's a really cool dude, and Slow Joy is awesome. There, I mean, I really, I think, really think it's cool. It's really, really old good. school emo yeah. stuff, which I like. So, Strawberry Girls, which is an instrumental band, which is really awesome too. So I, I'm excited about that musically. So we're gonna be performing. All of his chalices we sail, and then also we have a pre-show where we we will play while Broken Hearts Prevail yeah. EP uh, acoustic, and so um, these will only be on the club dates, not the festival dates. But yeah. we're gonna do those. And if you're in Emeryland, you get a free pre-show ticket, which is worth forty bucks. So if you're not in Emeryland, you gotta pay forty bucks. But um, and there's only fifty per show, and I think some are almost sold out. So make sure yeah. you get those. Um, they're very it. limited. Joy Emerland, go to emerymusic.com and that's where you can get those tickets as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, we oh, are yeah. also a couple more things. We are asking people to join Emeryland to help us fund our new album. Uh we're projected that the new album will cost us about 29,000 about $30,000 to make. Uh so if you're in Emeryland, you will be helping us make that record. Like that is exactly where your money goes to. And all the demos that we created for the next album are basically all already in there. They're already in uh, Emory Land. So you can listen to the new songs now before they get done and for what they will become. It's really cool. Uh, and yeah. we have a new album 
uh, and as soon that new album will be in Emeryland as soon as we get done, but months before the public gets it. Uh, we got There's probably going to be a lot more intermediate steps too. We got a bunch yeah. of pro- of stuff in process that will be shared probably by now. I was sending it. I think by the time this podcast comes out, there should be another round of updated progress from where they were little demo, little babies, just little sperms, and mm-hmm. now they're going to be further along progress on these songs. Taught their toddler level Huge songs right now. Sperms. Yeah, now they're there. And so there's we got like 16 songs that are now developed. It's like having 16 kids. And then we're going to send, we're going to keep, very keep sexual, working with Matt. it. This has got yeah. very fucking sexual. sexual. That, very, our songs are your sper- kids? Sperm. Yeah, well, sperm sperm then, becomes children. Yeah, but you that's not sexual. That's what got, children what are made out of. What did you impregnate? Your guitar? What did you impregnate <laughs> yeah. to, to get the songs? <laughs> okay, children are made of sperm. Why, what is so weird about that? And eggs. <laughs> They're made of sperm and period eggs. <laughs> and they come to life. Very true. This is that very is, true. That that is that's true. what's that's what that's what we're all made out of. A mixture of like women's and men's like sperm and eggs and stuff. That's what you're made out of. That's the sperm in your dad's balls is, is you. <laughs> you're like, made of it. How's that possible? The ingredients for you it. is sperm is half of it. Yeah. <laughs> It is crazy. Water, fifty yeah. percent sperm, <laughs> an egg that comes That's out it. in a menstrual cycle, and sperm are the only two ingredients for a human being. That's insane. So small too. The, There's no other the amount of growth. The percentage of growth oh, from sperm growth. egg to human to you know what I mean, like Yao Ming. <laughs> like isn't that insane? <laughs> like this Yao Ming's dad's sperm and mom's eggs were the same size as everybody else. They're just tiny little nothings, and it made Yao Ming. Right. That's, that's right. insane. Well, if you want to make Yao Ming, so, someone said, what are the ingredients? <laughs> well, there are only two. <laughs> Crazy thing about Yao Ming, they're only allowed to have one kid. What kind I of know. lottery that, that's is like that? That's like some workaround. Right, He's like three. Yeah, we got, we got one, one chance. Yeah. And here's what we made. <laughs> that's a triple. And forever, triple. forever, when they had the one kid, if it was a girl, they went, oh, God. <laughs> like they were mad if they had girls. Yeah. But that like got, that got out when, yeah, well, that, that got out when we went to China. That's what the guy was telling us was like, it got pretty out of whack because now there's all these men that exist and they have to hyper compete to get a, the women. Yo, so the I'm women sure. that then have all the, like, and so all the men had to get nice cars and do all this yeah. stuff and they're in hyper competition. Yeah. So it's like the, the demographics got all, I mean, pretty screwed up by that. So that that's winds crazy. up that the women became way more valuable yeah. as a result. That's wild. That's wild. Something wild. like that. That's what they were yeah. saying. So anyway, join Emeryland. Uh, you get twenty percent <laughs> off everything. <laughs> How in God's name do we get? Because oh, the man. songs are like little Matt, sperm Matt children. In I the said Emory. the demos are sperm. Jizzed in the back of his he guitar. He, he jizzed in the back of his, his Fender. He jizzed in the and then, uh, fucking new the, song came out. What else is a what else is it a song but starts with a demo, which is like DNA. That's why Matt loves hollow bodies so much. <laughs> <laughs> right in there. <laughs> Do you know when you send that when you upload the song to Spotify, you know what that's like equal to? Going what? off to college. That's when they go to college. <laughs> I think that's, that's when the song is yeah. done. Okay. Okay. Matt, you, you have a tear in your eye every time we upload a song to Spotify. Right. You, then every time with the developing it is done. Yeah. Yep. 
Anyway, you get 20% off everything at emorymusic.com. Songs and stories, <laughs> tickets, custom songs, uh, Mary Supply, our adult to- toy store. Uh, make sure you go there, get some toys. I've been thinking about doing giving a, a sex toy to new Emerylanders. Like if you join Emeryland, you get a maybe you get a nice cock ring, maybe you get a a, a sleeve to you that know maybe you, maybe you get a vibrator, maybe you get some lube. Oh, I don't yeah. know. That's something that I've just been thinking about. So we're gonna we'll we'll revisit that. So go to emerymusic.com to join and help us make that new record. And you get your uh, name read. Matt, do you have the names pulled up? Can you, you got the CTA? I can get them. Yeah, one second. Um, all right. Names are, got them. Okay, you got them? Yeah. Um, this one was, was interesting because all the people sent in, with their along with their names, their favorite conspiracy theory. Okay. Austin so, Dreyer. Austin Dreyer. His is that Melania Trump has a doppelganger who follows donald trump around on all official business nice pretty good could be true (laughs) no could be true adrian tejada um that we're actually doing this episode (laughs) (laughs) it's a conspiracy it's not true no uh theirs is that finland doesn't exist if you can believe it. there's no finland you can't go there yeah, the theory evolved on Reddit in 2015. It was called uh, by it said it suggested that Finland was a fabricated landmass dreamed up by the Japanese and Soviet Union during the Cold War in an effort to secure to secure fishing rights in the Baltic Sea. So that's a a loose one. Okay, Danny Norman. Uh, that there's an elite cohort of reptiles that rule the Earth, and among them is Justin Bieber. You know, a lot of people believe that one, that lizard people thing. Like, that's a mm-hmm. that's a real one. And that's the thing I don't ever understand about that, real quick, just on a side note. Why would they be lizards? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why do we think we're the most evolved thing ever, And but these lizards will show up, and they're so smart that they traveled here. <laughs> like, way smarter than us. It's just weird that it would be a lizard. It's just that that just seems like... It might would look like a reptile us, or better just, than yeah, us. Rep, just it's a, the reptile. You know? It's that the reptile is cold blooded, so that they're yeah. easy to hate. They're they're non feeling reptilian yeah. species. That's what you need them to be. That's Josh Hat be. Josh Hatmaker. All right. Josh Hatmakers is uh let's see here. That Queen Elizabeth is a cannibal, was a cannibal, I guess I should say. <laughs> The queen is dead. Definitely. Long live the long live the king. Now, I say. Um, Sorry, it, I had an emergency upstairs. Is oh. everything all right? Yeah, yeah. Megan's okay. I think she's she had like a extreme stomach pain or something. Oh. She was kind of freaking out. So, I think she's okay. If yeah. I run off again, you'll know why. Yeah. So, Good okay. What did I miss? We're just well, reading we're the, the listeners' names. names. Uh, and I'm going to re I'm going to repick my last pick. But go ahead. Okay. okay. Perfect. Uh, yeah. The 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 queen supposedly had human flesh in the freezer and uh i forget who found it some somebody used to work for her all right what's the next one she had she had human flesh in the freezer the queen yeah uh let's see said (laughs) she must eat human flesh to be so vivacious well it says humdinger's reports said the servicemen at windsor castle claimed to discover human remains inside the queen's private freezer She's like like keeping some cookie dough in yeah, there. Yeah, maybe that's how she lived so long. 
Just a little wow. late night snack. All right. Okay, you got a, Robert. You got another name. Robert Blith. Robert Blith. Blith. Uh, his was that chemicals in the water are turning frogs gay. Turning frogs gay. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's there's chemical warfare and it's it's changing the sexual orientation, I guess, of animals. Hmm. That's a real one. That's the they're all Al- real. Alex, These are all real theories. Yeah, Alex. Uh, what's his fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Alex Jones said that. Alex Jones. Anyone else? No, that's it. That's all the names. All that's right, the perfect. club. That's right. the members. Is it hard for you to talk about your sexual wants, needs, and desires? Well, you're not alone. It's hard for everybody. And that's no pun intended. Are you hard right now and can't talk about it? Well, if so, this podcast is for you. Uh, hi, I'm Toby. I'm from the band Emory. I've also led a bunch of men's groups with the True Man Experience. And uh, I'm working on this podcast with Dr. Stormy, who is an amazing sex coach who has helped so many people. And that's what we're here to do. We were here to open up the conversation. You need to be able to talk about your sexual desires, your wants, and yes, even your needs and where you can take your sex life with your partner. So sit back, relax. We're taking listener questions. We're going to have a great episode. Join us because this is the sex education you always wish you would have gotten. All right, we're back with the Sex 101 podcast. How are you doing, Stormy? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, we just I've been traveling. I know you've been traveling. It's it's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh it was yeah, it it was really funny, like while I was traveling because my girlfriend actually went with us. So it was a, a little bit of a bizarre time because I was basically on a family vacation mixed with a tour with my band <laughs> with my new girlfriend and kids. You know, it, oh, yeah. it's a lot of roles. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. wearing so a lot of hats. <laughs> and uh, and honestly, the kids and, and her get along super well. And it was just, you know, it was more like uh, it was fun because we would all share a hotel room. It just is like a big sleepover. And it was just it was really relaxed and fun and and that easy. Yeah, there was definitely no sex happening. Zero. <laughs> there was I, we might have held hands once. You know, for a That's second, a kind of a vacation. Yeah, right? yeah, it was yeah. not about. It wasn't a sexy vacation, and whatsoever. So, and that was actually good. That, in some ways, I think that is. I mean, it maybe that's even obvious, but that helped us grow together in ways I totally. think you know already. Like when you because when you're around your kids and your love interest and all that stuff, and and it's not about flirty or being cute with each other, or you know, because we went we went to New York and with you know with my three kids, that's not like walk through Central Park and oh look at this, you know, it's not that. It's like the kids are like it's hot. Through. This subway stinks. <laughs> I don't like Times yeah. Square. Totally. <laughs> we went to Times totally. Square and my kids are like, can we go to McDonald's over there? I was like, yeah, we can, we can. <laughs> so, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. sexy at all. And, uh, but you know, that, that helps, helps you grow a lot, but totally, uh, right? yeah. that adds so much breadth to the relationship. Sex is just one, one factor of it. In, no, so. I know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, enough about me. This is going to be a very fun episode because it's the top five sex positions you should try tonight. And uh, and I like this. I'll try you, all five. Yeah. Try all five. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to try all five, but you could try. But it might be fun just to even try one. You know. So, uh, exactly. but this is going to be fun because yeah, I think a lot of times people ask this question a lot. Like, what's some? You know, what 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 will spice it up, or what will feel good, or what's the best position that works for us, or our body types, or whatever that might be. So I think this is going to be just a really good episode. I'm kind of excited about it. 
fun. Yeah, totally. I agree. And like when we we talked, we've talked talk about this in other episodes, but like the most common positions in the United States are, you know, kind of what you'd expect, like missionary, doggy style, right? Those are some of the most common positions in the United States. So they're, and they're not bad, right? That's the thing. It's like, people think you have to like dig deep into the Kama Sutra for like exotic sex positions. It's like a lot of the, the ones that we're going to go through today, like are just even maybe variations on positions that you already know and are familiar with. But what you're doing is you're adding variety to the way that you have sex and that in and of itself is sexy and spicy. So, Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. I'm excited to hear what number one is. Are you counting down? <laughs> okay, is this like, not... <laughs> is this five, is this like top five, like the one is the best or is it just, I mean, they're all equal? To it you? might be a little stormy bias yeah. in here, but, uh, but no, these are not in order of like pleasure or anything. I'm, I may have had my own personal bias sneaking here. <laughs> this isn't Stormy's top five here. This is just the top five for everybody here. Oh, yeah. But actually, that's a great point you bring up, right? So when I was, you know, I was like, because I always go to the research first, right? So we talked about the most common positions, right? But the what I did choose these positions on, and I'll be so curious to get your perspective, Toby, is that these, I did them through the female lens, because so mm. much of our, our set of our information in our culture is through the male lens or the masculine lens. And so when you look at things like, the pleasure gap or the orgasm gap, which we've talked about many times about like that, that the most women um, or vagina owners cannot orgasm with penetration alone. There's what we have, we call an orgasm gap. And so these positions that, that I selected today, these five were, that are really about helping to bridge that orgasm gap. So helping it to be, to have more clitoral stimulation, to bring more pleasure to the woman. And to really, so really, because, you know, if it's pleasure for one, it's pleasure for both, that shared pleasure and individual pleasure. So this is through the female lens. Um, there is, it's funny when you do research, it's like men top five positions and female top five positions often don't line up so much. So it's about like, again, this is why we're not saying try all five of these. It's like yeah. maybe mix one of these into your, the positions you already do, right? What yeah. we're trying to encourage you about is don't just go right to what you always do because it's great. That will always be in your repertoire, but broadening yeah. your repertoire keeps it sexy, keeps it spicy, keeps it flirty and keeps it new. Like you, there might be a position you haven't tried that you're like, wow, that brings so much pleasure. And so that's what really what we're encouraging our listeners to, to explore. All right. All right, let's get so, to awesome. it. Awesome. All right. So it's not number one. Well, it's not like top yeah. priority, but the first yeah. one is actually a spin on missionary and it's called the coital alignment technique. So the C-A-T, like cat, um, but it's really missionary with the twist, right? So it's missionary with the um, with the woman uh, laying on the bottom and then the man on top, just like you would a missionary, um, but the man is up higher so he literally brings you literally bring the man literally brings his shoulders up higher about five or six is higher than normal um on the woman or on the bed um and so that what the way that the penis penetrates is different there's much a lot more clitoral stimulation from the penis right and also from the weight of the pelvis to even make this more pleasurable for the woman i recommend putting a pillow or a little wedge under the woman's hips right so you have a different angle of the pelvis and then yeah. you have a different angle of the penis so it's it's called the coital alignment technique and i i love like to say like great sex is in the angles right so <laughs> when we change the angles we we change the quality of the sex right and so j just by ch putting a pillow under your hips or a wedge under your hips and the man moving up higher there's different angles and so it's a really great technique that can really uh, provide a lot of stimulation to the clitoris yeah that's awesome that's y'all you men out there here is not the dangle it's the angle 
Don't you get? And I, I agree with that. I think there's some, there really is something to that. Like it, it's, it's interesting sometimes how you can be having sex and then all of a sudden you just hit the right angle and both of you, mm-hmm. fit, and both of you are like, feel it together. Totally. Or so you're like, whoa, totally. Something's yeah, happening like, here. Well, that's you know? different, right? That's <laughs> yeah. new. I like that. More of that. It's like, please, right? it's like when you're cooking, you, ooh, that salt I added. Wow. That, that's exactly <laughs> what I needed. It tasted pretty good before, but exactly. now, yeah, yeah. Exactly, that's exactly how it right? goes. Totally. I love that. Right. And so that's like just the angle, the change of the angle. And, and obviously this position we talked about in our missionary, our episode, we did a missionary. Um, but so this is missionary with a spin and it's kind of terrible. I mean, I think it's terrible, unsexy, the coital alignment technique, yeah, but no. it's like, so, so ignore the name, but yeah. it was a great position. Um, and also a lot of still getting that like nice um, eye contact that you can have with your partner being over you and, and uh, a nice view for both partners. So. Yeah, if you if you want to sext, just sext tonight. We're doing coital alignment. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to coitally align with you, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have, a, I have a question about the coital alignment. Okay, so so uh-huh. the she's laying on her back. I'm well, not me. He the the guy the person with the penis is. Uh, <laughs> you said up a little higher, and then so the position of the penis is is kind of more going straight down than yeah exactly eat, eat, right like so that not, okay not as not as deep and penetration yeah this isn't like necessarily a g-spot penetrative technique but it's really the angle up and down more up and down is going to put more pressure from the penis and also the weight of the pelvis of the man's pelvis onto the pubic bone and onto the clitoris for the woman. okay mm-hmm. all right nice i like that yeah. now at the end when you come back I'm using hand motions for people that are just listening. <laughs> we <laughs> go, both are. We go to the YouTube. Go to the YouTube. <laughs> so when you come back, you could do like, can you do like a little thrust in? So then you could maybe hit the G spot too. You know what I mean? Could you do a, yeah, totally. a double kind of like you're hitting yeah, the clitoris, but then you could kind of maybe something mm-hmm. like, that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I, exactly. I, I, right. And so we just talked about the angles, right? So yeah. change. I mean, all of these positions, by the way, change the angle, change the tempo change the depth of penetration like these are all ways to to bring like you mentioned to bring variety within a position right um and people like you don't have to like change positions every 30 seconds or whatever sometimes you might not want to you might find a really good sweet spot you're like let's right but then the ability like and giving yourself and your partner full permission to be like oh i love that please more of that right like so to give feedback to your partner because we try to like mind read often in relationships and we certainly try to do it in the bedroom and it's really just a waste of everyone's time because it's much just we might misinterpret we're definitely doing it through our own lens our own projection so giving actual feedback with your words with your breath with your body to your partner is is really great yeah all right coital alignment i like it what's next (laughs) so the next one they call it free as we call it free as air but the man is on the bottom okay and the woman is is facing away so it might be like beginning of reverse cowgirl okay so the man's laying on the bed woman is this is for cis hetero couples that we're talking about um the woman is facing away okay and then she lays back on him right so the woman is literally like that's why she's free as air right she's just there's no there's no weight on her right so the penis is inside and she lays back on her man okay there's amazing angles in this position there's also perfectly unobstructed access to the clitoris for either her to touch her own clitoris or for the man to reach around and touch her clitoris while having penetrative sex. So that's free as air. Okay. So she sits on top. 
and leans back all the way like she's laying on his chest she can lay all the way oh, yeah uh -huh, wow. all the way back on his on his chest right so again use lube i say this in every episode but also move slowly right like you might only want to move a little you might want to lay back part of the ways and you can and the woman can support herself with her hands yeah, behind yeah, yeah. her if she doesn't want to lay back fully it's also a really lovely view for the man right he gets to watch his woman move on top of him from the from the back which is yeah. a nice nice view for him and so yeah so all the way back or part of the way back but that's really and then great access to the clitoris I would call that position like just a relaxing cowgirl after a long day of work. Like it's not, you know, like you did, you want to be She's a cowgirl. You want to be a cowgirl, but you kind of just want to take it. You know what I mean? You just going to put your hands behind you. Like you're kind of laying on the beach a little bit or laid back, you know, relaxing curl, like cow cowgirl. Yeah. Cowgirl in repose. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So number good. three. And it, all right, next one is called the pinner position. So the woman is prone, so flat, um, laying on the bed, face down on the bed, okay? And the man is penetrating from behind, okay? So it's a little bit of a, a take on doggy style, but the woman is actually laying flat. And again, similar to the coil alignment technique, the angle of the penis as the man moves up and down inside of her is really amazing for for the woman, right? Um, also, the woman, as, as, as you guys are thrusting, the the pressure on the pubic bone on the clitoris against the bed actually feels great, right? And she can access her clitoris underneath herself. So that angle and then the access is a really great one. And it's called the pinner position because there's sort of a pinned down aspect to it. So um, that's a great position as well. And it's, you know, it's, it, you can often, a lot of people will go from doggy style to this position and the woman's legs can be together or the woman's legs can be apart. So play with that. Sometimes when we simply change the position of the woman's legs, if the woman is on the bottom um, together or apart can add a feeling of tightness, a feeling of snugness, and also a different angle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's, I mean, you definitely, if she's on the bottom can use uh, some toys some vibrators and stuff like that Totally on, on the clitoris mm -hmm. while, you know, her partner is, is thrusting from behind. So, yeah. All right. All right. Four. Awesome. So four, which we just sort of talked about is missionary with a twist, another missionary with a twist, but missionary with your legs, with the woman's legs crossed or the woman's legs closed. So the man on the outside, instead of the, instead of typically in missionary, the woman's legs are more splayed, more open, and the man is in between. Again, and this is hetero couple. So missionary with the woman's legs closed or the woman's legs even crossed can really add a uh, different snugness, a different, a different tightness, that feeling of tightness for both partners, actually, um, and also a different angle, right? It gives the man something to move, to move against more friction. So again, playing with levels of friction, more friction is not necessarily better, but more friction is different. And maybe you're really going to like that, right? So yeah. uh, it's just a quick, easy spin on missionary to have the woman close her legs or cross her legs. Yeah, we've talked about it before too. I mean, missionary is so underrated now. It's like almost like so it's all underrated. it's all like a vanilla joke that's attached to it or something mm -hmm. like that. And it, I mean, mm -hmm. it is a great position. It really is. Mm -hmm. So if you can just add a little mm -hmm. twist to it, it gets even better. Exactly. Like all right, number five. So I was torn. So I actually did six because. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number five because I was really torn on this, and and so is research, by the way. Um, but reverse cowgirl, which means sort of, again, a lot of these have spins. So you can see a lot of these are just variations of one position to another. So it's really easy to move from one position to another. You don't have to yeah. like 
you know, go on into like full wheelbarrow or sex up against a wall, all these positions that are higher in, let's say, athleticism and stamina. Yeah. Because that might be great, but you might want to just, it's, these allow for easy variations within your lovemaking session. So reverse cowgirl, uh, right? So man on the bottom, woman on the top facing away. Again, she can lay varying degrees of back, but that's a great position for her pleasure um and also men report really lovely view so increasing yeah. their pleasure because of a different view on that yeah 100 i agree i think it's a good yeah all the way around the view the the position everything about it feels really sensual and the movements that are happening everything about it is 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 just a great position so okay what well, and, and the woman gets to be the driver right so she gets to drive right. the 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 depth of penetration the angle of penetration the speed of penetration and so that's really lovely as a woman i can say that's really lovely because you are in full control of playing around with what's feeling good to you um, and then also reverse cowgirl puts more pressure on the g-spot just by the angle with of with of my pelvis of the woman's pelvis against the man's pelvis yeah 100 and i you know i've been kind of thinking this for a while and i believe everybody should learn and i'm not joking it's gonna sound like i'm joking I think everybody should learn to twerk. I think if you, <laughs> I think that movement for it. guys and girls, the the butt movement, mm-hmm. you know, like that control, doing all that stuff, is just something special. There's something totally. There's something you know what I mean. Like it, it's a something, that, and I'm I'm saying guys learn it too. I'm I'm I will try to learn it myself, you know. But I uh, I think it's something that just adds a little something you know even if it's just playful or kind of cutting up or doing something like that you know even you know like it's just it's just it adds a fun and a different dynamic i think to uh, no you're absolutely right like and not to nerd out but scientifically like right there's like a you know right like there's a stiffness that happens in our pelvis and our hips that like when you practice twerking or moving in that way whether that's through dance or through sex or through self-pleasure or through all three um you actually like free your pelvis you free your hips and like my own experience with learning that which was through uh a course called s factor um uh is was amazing like wow i was like wow my hips are super tight and then over time and practicing in different ways like really seeing feeling the relaxation in my hips which i mean i dance differently now i make love differently now like i have like no more hip pain now right so wow. there really is something in, that's like, awesome freeing up the hip mm-hmm. i used to like wake up with my left hip like aching just probably from too much running back in my younger days but um and that you know it's a really that freedom of the hips because we get really like think about it, we're sitting our pelvis like really one of the only times we move our pelvis is when we're having sex or self right. maybe self-pleasuring although not even usually for people and if we're dancing maybe although right like we can be really stiff in our pelvis even when we're dancing so when we learn to move our pelvis like that there's a lot of freedom that comes and and in therapeutic yoga they'll say that we store a lot of fear in our hips right so i work Mm. in mental health and substance use disorder and we we do a lot of hip openers Our, our yoga program does a lot of hip openers because of the the theory that we store a lot of fear in our hips so when we can learn to free our hips and free our pelvis that there's some uh, letting go of fear that can happen there. Oh, that makes so much sense. Wow. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's really cool. All right. And, and you got one more. Yeah. So the last one is spoon, the spoon position, right? So spooning position, woman in front, man spoons, like two spoons in a drawer from behind snuggles up behind her, her legs, her knees can be bent or they can be relatively straight, play around with knees, bent knees straight, play around if you're the woman with your knees closed or your knees open. Okay, and the man is penetrating from behind, right? So for this one, a lot of times what I'll hear from my clients is like, oh, like I need a lot of lube. It's like, great, you, I literally say in every episode, like have your lube nearby, keep your lube handy, right? Um, but there's a really lovely spooning 
has a lot of oxytocin because you're like, you know, skin to skin, literally the whole spoon, the whole length of the body is skin to skin. Um, there's a lot, there's a really great access to breast for breast play or breast orgasms, right, for the woman. Um, and also, again, great access to the clitoris and to the front of the vulva, uh, just because the woman is in front. She's the front spoon. Yeah, I love that one. That's one of my all-time favorites. And ladies, you can hook up your man. The ladies do the uh, the stiff foot trick where the guy can push. Yeah, totally. It's you great. know that trick? Absolutely. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, foot, yes. It's like a little step that you can kind of use <laughs> for, mm -hmm. for uh, Oh, that's a great <laughs> a tip. Leverage. Totally. It's a great, right? And then play around with that, right? Like there's a very different sensation for both partners with knees closed, with knees open, him too, right? He can also bend a knee, put a knee up. He can even put a knee over, right? Yep. So the, the spoons don't have to be like rigid, right? We actually don't right. want the spoons to be rigid. Right. So yeah, and I love that. I giving giving your man something to push against and, yep. and like making, flexing your feet. Mm -hmm. Yep, 100%. All right. These positions are awesome. We'll have to do another one of these too because yeah, this, is, this is great. I think this is really helpful. So all right, I got a, uh, let's move on to Stump Stormy because I got, uh, let's see if, if this one, you might know, I don't know if you're going to know this one or not. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> okay. have any clue, but okay. It's time to Stump Stormy. How many positions of the Kama Sutra are there to make love? Like, oh, oh, I should totally know this. Um, I love the Kama Sutra. Um. Uh, I have it like the like this was, cosmopolitan pocketbook, and then I have the real one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, um, this one, specialist Dodd Ali says, um, and I'll give you a hint. It says there are eight basic ways to make love and eight positions, which can be crossed from variants. So they're talking about the variants too. So it is yes. more. I'm going to go with 84. Ah, oh, so close. 64. Oh, so I knew close. the four. I remember yeah, the yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, you remember the four. That was really close, though. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And this, I bet, I mean, this, I don't know how old this article is, so it might, could be more, but I didn't realize there were that many. So that's interesting that you could try all the variations and totally. you know, that, that, that's like two months of trying something new. You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, and there's really fun. I actually do have, I think I'm pretty sure it was Cosmopolitan. It's like hot pink. I have it in my drawer, but it's like, I think it's called the like pocket size Kama Sutra. Yep. I have the real Kama Sutra, which are beautiful, but um, the pocket size, the, the Cosmo version um, lists the positions, all 64. Um, and then it gives you the athleticism and like the oh, wow. props needed. Right. So it's kind of fun because it's, like a quick flip book um i mean i've had it for so long it might not even be a print anymore but yeah. it's um you know it was literally like hot pink and it's pocket-sized kama sutra and it's they i liked it because it gave you like it showed just the variety you can literally flip through it with your lover and be like oh let's try this one tonight and then you're like oh that's five out of five athleticism i'm not, <laughs> I'm, not feeling, <laughs> I'm not feeling up for that but some of them are very athletic and very calisthenic um not they're not all going to be available to everyone depending on like your knees and your back right. and your weight i mean there's things that play in but that's the beauty there's 64 positions to play with yeah that's awesome all right nice that was really close stormy um okay <laughs> let, let's get to listener questions <laughs> question we've got answers here's this week's listener question okay this one comes from the fast and the furious in the last year my wife has almost exclusively preferred quickie sex i asked her about it and she says she just feels like we don't have much time with our kids who are five and eight years old uh, running around and needing us um, i'm feeling like she is losing her desire for me and maybe for sex what can we do to rekindle our passion and sex life? Mm. 
Yeah. So when I read your question, I thought, I think the first thing, and I, you know, I, I literally say this to every listener question because it's so true is um, rather than making an assumption that I heard really tenderly in there that you're, you're assuming your wife has lost her, her interest in you. I really encourage you to ask her to say like, Hey, you know, I'm noticing our, our sex is really quick lately. And what I make that mean, which is a great way to say that is that you might not feel as attracted to me. Is that, is that, true does that ring true with you right so again bringing that curiosity in a time of connection and asking for rather than assuming because she literally might be like uh no i find you so hot and the quickies are so hot right like i mean who knows right. you don't know what her response is going to be so the first thing was to ask her um and and have a conversation right and i, you know, I say a lot in a lot of episodes it's like it gives you an opportunity like when the, we make an assumption we create a, a chasm we create space because the assumption is the space rather than creating the communication creates a bridge. So rather than creating a bridge, right, even in the hard communication. So always encouraging our listeners to create the bridge, particularly in the realm of sex and sexuality. So that's the first thing. The second thing about your question about how do we keep it spicy, right, is like when you have little kids, right, we, we actually, I think we are going to do a whole episode on how to keep it spicy when you have littles running around, because that's a real thing. It's not an excuse. That's a, a real logistic in your life is like quick create quick ways to keep their have there be novelty and have there be spice like it might be like a stolen you know if that's fully consensual like a stolen butt grab in the kitchen right it might be like a a make out like standing over the dishwasher whatever it is right right like so creating these moments these stolen moments it doesn't have to be elaborate it doesn't have to be a huge amount of time but really with the intention and attention um, which you have already by asking this question, the listener has has already putting intention and attention and then sharing with your partner, like, you know, wow, I know we have littles running around right now, but I am so in desire for you. Like, how can we find time to like connect? Right. So you're increasing the dialogue on that. Uh, those would be my tips for you. Yeah. I love that. I think you're making a, a really good point too. I think sometimes uh, I know this, even like in my past relationships, I didn't, focus enough on the those little things like you said like a, a stolen little butt grab or a quick kiss mm -hmm. or something like that and a lot of times i think we get into the the doldrums of i just don't feel like it or today was so long or whatever and and mm -hmm. the truth is that is that, that there is truth to that and you're not wrong for feeling that way but sometimes our emotions and our thoughts aren't exactly true they're maybe mostly true right. but Mm -hmm. A quick kiss really can't the same way as like when I don't want to work out. And then when I do work out, I'm like, gosh, I'm so glad I did that. My whole totally. day's better. You know, I, I just know it is like this morning. Mm -hmm. I forced myself to go for a, a walk run. I was like, I'll, I'm going to just mm -hmm. do that. I don't care. I'm just mm -hmm. getting out of the house. And when I got done, I was just like, man, I'm so glad I did that. I just, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. want to. I could, I really wanted to just scroll my phone and then watch. Yeah, uh, you totally. Know, and you could, have, you could have made that choice. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, yeah. and sometimes that is mm -hmm. the right choice, but other times like mm -hmm. just, getting yourself out of your comfort zone or, or, or like, you know, not allowing your thoughts or emotions just to go, ah, just not now. I just don't feel like, right. it. or, or, you know, mm -hmm. the, if you can just let yourself have a few opportunities where it really does help mm -hmm. a ton. Um, yeah, absolutely. all right, next question. Last question, birth control blues. My husband and I are trying to have a baby. I went off birth control a few months ago during this time. I find that I have been less attracted to my husband is there any correlation to getting off birth control and lack of desire, sexual desire? So she's feeling like um, she mm -hmm. doesn't have the sexual desire that she had maybe before. And I think I've read this before, maybe where there's, I don't know. That's, I don't know if this is a myth about birth control or not. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of stuff about birth control out there. There's just a, there is a lot. Right. Lot and of, actually like the research would say 
uh, is very split, right? So it's like there literally there's research that says there's no effect on birth uh, birth control on libido on sex drive, and then there's studies out there that show there's a decrease, and then there's studies out there that show there's an increase. And so what they say research says is that we don't really know. Like right there, there's some some people report most people report no change on birth control um, to their sex drive. But I I found the study of 8,442 women, 15% re- same birth control pill, so same amount of estrogen, progesterone, um, 15% reported a decrease in libido, 21% in for- reported an increase in libido, right? So we don't really know how it plays into one's own hormonal chemistry, that sort of thing. But we know that there's an impact on testosterone with a a hormone-based birth control pill. So when you, so for this listener's question, when you go off of it, um, I would imagine that there's a a restoration of your endogenous, of your natural testosterone that that's going to take a little bit of time, right? So one thing is I would say is you're not alone. This is a, it's commonly reported. Uh, Be patient with yourself to, give your body time to come back online with its own hormonal regulation, its own endogenous estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. Um, And then also one thing I would think, you know, that I was thinking on your question is that there's also a lot of stress. There can be a lot of stress uh, with baby making, right? With the desire to have a baby, maybe it's going easy. Maybe it's not going easy for you. um, Right. So notice, just noticing if if you're feeling the energy of stress around this is a really exciting time of deciding to have a baby together, right? So, and if if there is, that's okay, but then working with it, right? Because stress is a pleasure buster, right? So stress does not put us into pleasure, does not put us into libido, into desiring sex. So just noticing um, if there's anything going on in the relationship in regards to the baby making process, which like, right, we always say it should be fun, but I can tell you my son is <laughs> through a very lengthy, arduous process of in vitro, it was anything but fun. Like the fun left way, way, way before we were actually able, I was actually able to conceive with like the help of like six PhDs and laboratories and everything like that. Right. So yeah, just, just being thoughtful about the stress of baby making and having grace for yourself and your partner would be what I would say about that. And then practicing all the ways, you know, that we've done episodes on sex drive. I offer, uh, I, happy to offer you on any of our listeners a free sex drive building guide Um, it's like an interactive guide you can just email me stormy at lovedeeplab.com any of you including this listener who asked this question and just put sex drive guide in the um, subject and i will send you that guide Um, but just wait because sex drive is a practice right and you actually mentioned toby just in the last um, question about being open to these moments so when we're feeling like oh my god my sex drive isn't what it used to be we've already predetermined that we're not open to it evolving, changing. So being open to the practice of increasing your sex drive, because that is a practice and sex drive is not a static point. And I hear this listener that she doesn't think it's where it was, but it will get back there with your, with your intention and with your attention. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Please send in your listener emails, uh, listener questions through email. Uh, we sure would appreciate it. You can send it to stormy at lovedeeplab.com or toby at marriagesupply.com. And our, actually our next episode, Definitely listen to the next episode. It's all your listener questions. We're doing a listener mm-hmm. question only episode. Um, <laughs> it's actually called listener questions you asked, we answered. So that's coming up next after uh, after you, this episode. So we're excited about that. Listen in next week. As always, uh, you can check out Dr. Stormy at, on Instagram at docstormy1, the number one. Mm-hmm. And TikTok is touchy subjects with three S's at the end. And then marriage supplies on Instagram as well as the.marriage.supply. 
Uh, you can get 10% off at Marriage Supply with the code SEX101. Thank you guys for listening. We love doing this. We've been getting so many emails about how you're appreciating this podcast, and it means a lot to you, and that means a lot to us. So we really appreciate it mm-hmm. because knowledge is power, sex is power. And the world needs more of both.